first rule in grip sport is you tell everyone about grip sport. You're crushing pinch grip, thick bar, wrists. If the best guy in the world can't lift 100 pounds on it, I, I don't give a shit about it. All right, everybody, it's your host, Zach Mullins, for The Grip Show. And uh, today joining me is going to be Jason Otto. And Jason is a longtime member of the Charlotte Pickup Artists. Um, Jason, what uh, what year did the Charlotte Pickup Artists originate, or what's the backstory on that? Do you know? So we actually started uh, in 2013. You know, it's a funny story. I actually hooked up with James Rederitis back in 2008. We were at an event somewhere in Charlotte where we met up. It was uh, this bar. And it was an ad in the newspaper said arm wrestling tournament. And I was down here for two years. I didn't know anybody in the strength world. So I, uh, I said, oh, that's cool. I'll go to this tournament that they're having. So I go to this, uh, this tournament and a bunch of guys, James was there who, by the way, I met in 2001 in Staten Island, New York. Hadn't seen him since then. So it was really cool to see him and a bunch of other guys from the local area were there. And we started, we turned it into this giant practice. So I kind of hooked up with James and his crew at the time. We arm wrestled every Saturday for like six six hours of Saturday, like for years. Then in 2012, everybody started to kind of go their own way. Um, we were getting out of arm wrestling a bit more, and we started to get into grip more because we met Bob Sundin earlier. It was probably 2010, 9, 2010, where we met him. So we, we hooked up with him again, and he said, well, why don't you guys come on out to, to my place? Because, you know, that's where we he always trained in his backyard. So we started going there. And I'll never forget the day because it was 2013, but it was the day that my daughter was born because I'm on my way to the, um, the practice, and my wife had been trying to call me, and my phone was not uh, – I wasn't answering the phone. I didn't hear it or didn't feel the vibrate or whatever. And I'm pulling up to Bob's place and I hear get the I finally get the phone call that uh, my wife was in labor. So I was like, uh oh, uh, I had to quickly text James and I was like, listen, I can't uh, I can't make it. I'm about to have a baby and whatnot. But that was actually the legitimate first practice we ever had was 2013. It started out with me, uh, James, Bob. And Robert Miller, we were the okay. the, the original um, pickup artist. You know, that okay. we and, didn't and, call and, ourselves that at the time. What's that? Yeah. I was just saying, who came up with the the pickup artist name, the Charlotte pickup artist? You, you remember who who uh, came up with that name for you guys? <sighs> probably James. I don't I don't really remember, but I think it was probably James. We did. The, he had this. Uh, it was probably the year after that, 2014. He, we were doing a charity event at. Mm -hmm someplace that was opening south of here in North Carolina. And um, there was a newspaper reporter there to kind of cover the event and cover the strength. And he interviewed all of us and we were all in the paper for it, whatever. And uh, that's when he put Charlotte pickup artists, put strength on display. Like that was the headline mm -hmm. of the, okay. so I actually have that hanging up in my garage right now, but that's when it kind of stuck. It was, uh, mm -hmm. It was, I don't know, it was a play on words at first, but then it was like, well, now it's kind of started to become our identity. So it's kind of cool. But that yeah, was 10 years ago. 
I was just say, so you guys have been running competitions on and off. I mean, or, or regularly since then, correct? Well, we started running competitions in, I guess, our two two thousand eighteen was really our first grip competition. Okay. Uh, prior to that, James had hosted, you know, arm wrestling competitions, and we held some local arm wrestling competitions. But our first grip competition was. Um, 2018 okay now we're getting ready to do the uh the agp5 recap is that competition the first agp that you're speaking of is that the first yeah so, <clears throat> yeah exactly but it at the time it was in 2018 we did it as a we were kind of trying to put together uh, just kind of a fun grip event. We didn't get it sanctioned or anything. We just want to see what kind of traction we could get. And we had a lot of fun with it. So we did this event in 2018, had a lot of folks come out and then decided the following year, we need to do this again, but we need to do it something nobody else has ever done. So what we did was we started thinking, well, what if we do, you know, and I don't know if anybody's ever been near our group, our of our core people uh we come up with crazy ideas and we have crazy conversations constantly and it's a, it's a riot but this particular one we came up with let's have arm wrestling there and grip that'll be cool what if we have gary get up there and bend some steel or some horseshoes or frying pans or something okay that's cool what about strong or some um highland games stuff we throw weights and you know get a caber and and then somebody was like, well, that's cool. I have a, a Atlas stone. Let's bring the Atlas – or not Atlas – well, yeah, well, we had Atlas stones. We had several of those, but we also had the Husafel stone, you know, the big yeah. – mm -hmm. so before you knew it, we had this ridiculous number of, of events, and we were like, this is crazy. This is nuts, right? But we started putting it out there. Uh, oh, and then the name – James, again, James is a wordsmith. He comes up with these names, really. Mm -hmm. And he, he came up, well, what I think he started, and we started playing with all the words, and it came out to be um, Arm Arm Highland Grip Strong Wrestling Power Games. Yep. And it was just okay. to take everything that we are going to put in this first competition, and uh, we're just going to put it all in the title, and it'll be nuts and crazy. But then AGP for short is kind of cool, you know, and that's kind of like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it's now it's really the AGP because it evolved from from that. We actually started that event. We had um, I remember talking about it because we were laughing because we're like, oh, it's just going to be the six or seven of it, whatever it was, because at that point, our grip team grew from the four original members to about eight of us, seven of us, I want to say, um, you know, Gary Stewart came along. So it was me, Bob, Robert, and um, James, and then Scott Johnson and Gary Stewart came along. Pork Chop came along thereafter. And then we've got Cody and Vinny who are, who are with us now. And Mike Bianchi, we're, we're kind of all now, but it's evolved since. And that following that, so that particular year, we had all those events. It was a took all day because we had all these things going on at the same time. And we ended up having like 25 people at the event, which was yeah. crazy because we were expecting. That's a, great, that's a great turnout. I mean, it was, it was great because 
everything that we had in the event, it drew people from those backgrounds. So we had Highland games there. We had professional wrestlers, well, like indie mm -hmm. professional wrestlers there. We had uh, strongmen. We had somebody from every one of those backgrounds there, which was awesome because, you know, grip is in everything. So especially in those specific sports, um, the women, we had a lot of women turn out to that one who were really strong. That was the only time we had went women enter the contest, but we had a lot of women enter the contest. Mm -hmm. And the records that they set that day are very uh, impressive. Like I can, some one of these days I got to post the um, <clears throat> records for our event on the grip mm -hmm. board because some of those records are, are pretty stout. For sure. Um, yeah. So over the years, like I said, it did, did you kind of whittle it down into basically being, you know, instead of this crazy thing that's bringing everything that you're kind of like, okay, we kind of have a more stable core set of events and we kind of, you know, yeah. stick to more traditional grip stuff. Y um, yeah. And that's exactly right. So it went from <clears throat> all of those events to, okay, let's just do five events. You can pick three to compete at. And then a medley. So we always had a, that was our, we always go overboard with things. So we were like, let's just do a 10 minute medley where we just throw all kinds of things. And by the end of it, people are passing out or whatever. Um, which was awesome. Like the medley, you would love, you would seriously love it. <clears throat> but for that particular one or the, the following year, we did it that way where it was a medley and then you could pick three out of the five events. And we actually did that two, I think, two years in a row like that. Okay. Uh, and then I think that took us to around COVID. So we didn't really have a lot of people other than our guys there and a couple others uh, from mm -hmm. a couple other guys showed up. But then it's evolved even from there to now it's just five events. You can do all five or you can do however many you want. And but we count the top your top three lifts out of the five for the overall. Uh, and that seems to be a good place. But what I think we may go back to next year is pick three, or we may just do three events Yeah, and, and a medley again, because the medley okay. was a big, was a really big deal. Um, then because you start to see the guys who are really well-rounded Robert Miller is like, Oh yeah. He, he, he is very strong at medleys because every event he's, he's solid at, like, there's nothing that he's like, you know, he's not just got one thing in his wheelhouse, got lots of things yeah. in his wheelhouse, you know, and medleys are kind of cool because you have so many different options. And well, you don't, you don't see them contested as much anymore. No, um, you don't. So it, a lot of those old school grip competitions, you see the medleys at nationals and different things. And, and it's a, and like I said, there was a medley at this year's nationals. So, you know, it was like a 15 type deal. And it was one of those things where like you pick your own item and you have to lift your own item in order to try everybody else's stuff. So yeah. you can't throw in outrageous stuff in the medley if you can't lift it, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, those, those like really, you know, big, or medleys and stuff you just don't see them as much so i would uh i think it'd be awesome if you guys would bring that back kind of and just keep keep that traditional stuff i like seeing the older school implements and we're going to get into that with uh with the agp5 where you guys are hosting stuff like uh the one hand euro pinch or right. the uh the solid v bar <clears throat> um the two inch you know solid v bar as well. <clears throat> carabiner style connect you know connection um, right. so a lot more traditional events and, and stuff well, like that. 
you know, I'm glad you said that because I did, I did fail to mention that. That was also part of our goal. What was happening is there are so many grip implements out there nowadays that, and they're all, and it's great. Like just tons of implements and people are getting strong in different ways and different competitions are holding these new implements, but you're not seeing the old implements being contested anymore. Uh, so our thing was we're going to pick a core. So like we'll always have grippers and I know there are people hate grippers, but it, it, to me, it's one of the classics that's always it been is. in the competition. Uh, the V-bar, we don't hold it every year, but when we do, that to me is a classic. You got the Crusher is a pretty classic event. And and a lot of the thick bar stuff is transferable to Crusher because of the diameter is the same. Now, the texture, of course, is, is going to be mm -hmm. different. Uh, the Euro, we always have a Euro event, whether it's one or two hand. We usually flip-flop them. We do two mm -hmm. hand one year and, you know, go back and forth. But and then the big one is the lever top, you know, and I always email David Horn before and after the event just saying, you know, we really appreciate, you know, the these 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 uh, implements that you've created because they've they've become pretty popular and they're kind of staples for our event. But we originally holded the held the lever top. So James because James, that was really in his wheelhouse back in 2019 and i i remember saying that might have been actually how the official event really got off the ground was we got to get it sanctioned and we have to have lever top because that's the only way he'll have the record they didn't yeah. ever i i think until that point i don't think, you know you know correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think it was held in the u.s but maybe it might have been held maybe once before we did. It yeah, was always that, held. Overseas. I would know that. Yeah, that would have been before I was even in grip. But yeah, that, have, that event probably hasn't been contested much in general. In the, no, in the US, has, so. well, it has a ton in our event because we do yeah. it every. Year. Yeah. But prior to that, you didn't see it uh, except for a couple a couple times. So we started doing that. He broke the record, and that was really a cool experience because it was a record that um david horn just owned it and uh, i remember telling david and you know he was super congratulatory of james and whatever because he knew how hard james was working for it and, and whatnot so that was cool yeah um and uh james has been brought up in several um several episodes i, I intend on interviewing james at some point like i said i just have to get through all the yeah. guests at some point but uh and uh, James actually hosted the first grip competition I ever went to. So that's a topic that I can talk with him about when, you know, in the future, whenever yeah. I get to interview yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, James is James competition is where I got my start at. And uh, for these five uh, AGP competitions that you guys have held, I've been to the last two of them and enjoyed mm -hmm. myself being there. And uh, with you guys being in Charlotte, about two hours down the road from me, yeah. um, like I said, I just wanted to cover the event, cover these events that I'm at and, uh, just bring more attention to the sport and, and the stuff that's kind of coming up with, you know, and just the people that are involved in it and you know, give them credit. Um, so sure. if we, uh, if we get into this uh, AGP five, right. The uh, event lineup was 30 millimeter grippers. So that's a 30 millimeter block set with the grippers, yep. a two inch V bar. And that is a solid one pipe V bar. That's the fat bastard barbell company V bar, which like you said, <coughs> event. And then, yep. 
the 2.5 inch crusher, the one hand Euro pinch, and then we had the lever top. So um, that was the five event lineup. And you've already kind of mentioned how the athletes signing up can do all five if they want, or they could select three events of that mix. And then you kind of get scored off of how you do in your three events, but it gives us kind of a, a a better option for the lifter, as opposed to this is the lineup you have to do it. I mean, you can kind of pick your events or, you know, it's different than what most promoters do for an event, but there's a lot of freedom. Like these things will still go on the sanctioning lists and be, in the leaderboards and all that stuff. But as far as the promoter, you have the freedom to kind of decide how you score your own event within your own, right. Your own realm, I guess. So um, I think it's cool that you guys have a little bit of a different twist on that and something that you've, you've done. So um, if you, if you want to just kind of dive in on it, the first, the first event was uh, the 30 millimeter grippers. Um, And uh, we had a tie in that event. And I don't know. Do you have, do you have the stats with you, Jason, by chance? Okay. I got them. Yeah, I have them right in front of me. Okay. Um, um, we did, yeah. But yeah. So I mean, you, can, you can give a rundown on that if you'd like and uh, kind of just, okay. you know, let us know how that kind of went. Yeah. So for um, for 30 millimeter, and we've always done 20 millimeter grippers. This was the first year we actually went to 30. Again, because I believe it was only contested in New Jersey back in – uh, it was a few years ago now, but uh, Nate Browse held that event up in Jersey. It was the mm-hmm. um, I forgot what they SJ SJ four. Yeah, uh, I, I've heard the I've heard the name. Yeah, we were there. We were there for it. it was awesome event, but it was thirty millimeters, and it's really different doing a thirty millimeter gripper. I feel like than a twenty millimeter gripper. Of mm-hmm. course, I've been. <clears throat> that's back when I was really training grippers, and then I got out of it for a while. So I'm trying to get back into it. Um, but man, it's hard to get back into it. Anyways, <clears throat> so grippers, we did have a, a tie for the top. It was funny because we had um, Vinny Revelis who came down from New York, who's a gripper guy. And I think the draw for him is grippers. You know, you don't see it contested much anywhere. True. I think there's two draws. One is the the gripper and the other is the fact that there's five events. It makes your drive really worth it when you can have five events that you're you know contesting mm-hmm. um so Vinny and i'm trying to remember what he was like 80 was he 84 kilogram or uh probably he had a, or whatever 80, 80, 80, whatever 80, that 80, whatever that one is 83 class yeah 83 and um so he ended up taking first because of his body weight but he took 160 uh rgc 160 and all of our grippers that we use our Iron Mind GHP or Tedding, and they're all Canon rated. So we try to stick with those, with those three. I feel like their widths are the most similar. The crush is the most similar. Um, I don't like getting into the real narrow grippers. No, yeah, and I, I think that's the that's the best move, and that's what most people I think. If you're hosting grippers in a competition, you, you kind of have to stick with those. Uh, I guess right. trusted brands or those kind of, you know, the the, the tried and true. Yeah. You, you don't want to be just throwing random stuff in there and whatever. Right. So, um, those, well, yeah, those, and, those are good grippers. Yeah. And real quick, I, you know, at the beginning of the event, I, I wrote about it on the grip board, but, um, me and James were just hanging out waiting cause we had set up everything and we were there. We still had an hour and a half or whatever. And, um, drinking our coffee and, you know, shooting the shit or whatever. And then Vinny shows up cause he was staying in a hotel nearby and he showed up 
walks over to the grippers like oh he's like where are the grippers he went over and he just took the 156 and closed it didn't touch any of the other grippers and then he went and grabbed the 160 and closed and i was like you're nuts you are yeah. nuts you're not even warming up my knuckles would be cracking if i was trying that right now but anyways he was just so excited <laughs> he couldn't help it so he he took first because of his body weight with 160 but uh pork chop who had been sandbagging he's been squeezing like having trouble squeezing a 141 or a 143 lately with a 30 millimeter. And I believe he met, hold on. I'm going to tell you right now he missed. So on that particular day, pork chop missed one or got 141 on his first attempt, missed 151 on his second attempt, but then he hit the 151 and they obliterated the 160. So I don't know if it was his set or if he just wasn't in the zone or what, but once he yeah. got it, it wasn't like it was a close crush. It was yeah. he he really jammed it. Uh, so anyway, him and um, him and Vinny took first with 160. I came in at third with 146. With which, <clears throat> you know, initially I had goals of the high 160s for this event back yeah. when I started training it early on in uh, in the in the probably late spring, early summer. But I might, I just wasn't making any gains on my grippers, and it was just really a struggle. Well, so, and, and Jason, I would like to point out too. I mean, <clears throat> with a a one forty six with thirty millimeter block. I mean, I I know that might be maybe a an underperformance or maybe not exactly the the goal you were shooting for. But to anybody listening, I mean, that's still right around an average number three. J right. Just just so everybody know. I mean, you know, right. the guys that, that know know, but but that is a. That, that's nothing you know that's no joke i mean that, that that's closing yeah. the number three with a block set and uh like i said so on even if you think it was kind of an off day or the training wasn't going that well right. to be able to uh you know close a number three any point in time and let alone with a block set in competition i still think it's uh i, I yeah. still think it's a good i think i still think it's a good close so yeah don't, don't be well, too hard on yourself on that one. Yeah, right well if nothing else it's definitely gotten me training it again so i'm trying to get my grippers going uh again um <clears throat> after after third we had a three-way tie we had um uh robert miller with a 129 anthony clarino with a 129 which was really interesting because i, I screwed up because i brought I filled most of the gaps, but then there was a gap from 117 to 129. I didn't have anything in between, and I felt bad because um, I was like, well, damn, I didn't even think of that because I was at Gary's the yeah. day before, and he's got – Gary's got a million grippers, and I was borrowing from him, but I was like, how did I not fill this gap? Um, but I told him, I said, go after that 129. I feel like you can get it. He handled that 117 pretty easily, yeah. Uh, and then he did. He got the 129, and he crushed it. Um Let's see. Actually, no. I'm looking at no. So he missed. He missed 134. Then he went back down and got the 129 okay. on his fourth and final attempt, which is pretty good. Like if you miss on a gripper oh, yeah. like a like that, and you drop down and make it, that's huge in my opinion because grippers take yeah. a lot out of your absolutely. Your yeah. <clears throat> um. So that was really cool. And it was cool to see Robert doing grippers. He's not, he, he doesn't usually gravitate toward the grippers. So the fact that he picked it was kind of cool. And 129 is nothing to sneeze at when you don't really train it. Uh, Hunter Heath, which 
it, it, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about him today, but uh, mm -hmm. he he closed to 129 after failing t twice. So he I think he closed a 117, looks like here. Then he failed twice on 129 because that was my only other gripper, the next gripper. Um, mm -hmm. And then we really worked with him on his set. You know, I wanted to get him to where he could set it in the right spot and, and get some leverage. And uh, whether or not that helped, he was able to close it pretty mightily on that fourth attempt. So 129 and um, and then Cody Ward uh, looks like he ended up with a 102. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, for, for, for grippers, like I said, so I think the – the most popular event out of all these, because you said, you know, everybody can kind of pick three out of five. It looks like the biggest numbers were the, the Euro and the Crusher. So, you know, there's, there's not too many that did grippers, but still, uh, you know, most of the pack putting up pretty solid closes, you know? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. would say. Especially um, for 30 millimeters. Yeah. yeah. And for a lot of people who haven't really trained grippers or put time in, because I have a, right. I have a 129 that's like a GHP six. So, I mean, most people on here are closing a GHP six or higher. And uh, some of those guys include, you know, first timers touching the gripper and right. people that aren't even training them. So that's, yep. Th those are good numbers. Um, if we move down to the uh, next event, and this is where I guess we'll be talking about Hunter Heath a little bit more um, because this was his first actual uh, uh, grip competition. He's kind of been training grip, you know, on his own and kind of working through yeah. what home homemade training stuff he, he has at his, you know, home gym, but uh, this was his first chance to get hands on these implements and actually yeah. be in a sanctioned competition. And he won this, uh, the two inch V bar. Yeah. So, and it went with a big number and by a large margin. So um, yeah. Do you just want to kind of give your assessment of uh, kind of how the V bar went, <clears throat> or, you know, yeah. maybe obviously Hunter won, we can talk about other people as well, but um, just kind of how that event went down and then, you know, how well Hunter did at that lift, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So V-Bar was interesting because the V-Bar came um, right after Crusher and right before um, Euro. So I scratched out of it. I just chose not to do V-Bar because I had just done Crusher and uh, I had put everything I had into my last couple of attempts and I, and I needed time to um, I needed time to just readjust. Everything felt like jello at that point. So I didn't do V-Bar. Uh, yeah. It also, I believe, pork pork scratched out of it too. He decided not to do V bar, um, but the folks who did it. So we had it looks like uh, Hunter, Vincent Ferriolo, uh, Anthony Clarino, Vinny Revelis, Claude Wilson, another newcomer. We'll talk more about him. Cody Ward and uh, Mike Bianchi and yourself. So that was our our V bar. Um, everybody early on, this is an event that, uh, I think Mike, he came in, he, he ended up scratch, didn't scratch. He ended up with zero cause he, he, he started a little bit too high, I think for himself, yeah. um, which tends to happen, especially when you're coming into an event that's the fourth event out of five and you've already done three of the event, you know, and it's like, yeah. you're kind of, you could it's easy to overestimate where your strength is or your starting point should be, especially on a V bar that you're not familiar with. This yeah. particular V bar does not even have that grade of texture. Um, yeah. 
it really doesn't. I was struggling with it training for this event, and I was not making much progress. Uh, but, uh, you know, after him, we had Cody Ward. He ended up with a 158 on the V-bar, and um, and that's a good lift for him. He doesn't train it. So this was just he, – he wanted to get in the event and get, get a mark. So uh, yeah. he was in there with that. We had uh, Vinny Ferriolo, who – by the way, PR'd in everything at this event, which was really cool. He's been oh, training yeah. like a beast, you know. And I, I think he had just saying. competed. He just competed the the week before. Yeah, uh, it was at, at uh, Heavy Hands. Um, at your so, event, yeah. yeah. So, so, so uh, Vin, yeah, it was funny because Vinny, uh, Vinny was at our event, and we talked about him in that recap. And Vinny was there taking some polls, and then the very next weekend, he turns around, and me and him are both competing at the AGP. Yeah, so yeah, he's we're, a machine. We're there. So Vinny's Vinny's been getting after it. He has, and he's a, he weighs 160 pounds, and he pulled 173 on the V bar, which mm -hmm. is a pretty stout lift when you look at when you think about it. Um, uh, <clears throat> after that, we had Anthony Clarino that had he ended up with a 203, which was good because he failed it on his third attempt, came in on his fourth attempt to get it. So whenever that happens, I'm always super happy for 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 whoever it is in that particular time. Oh, and Anthony's kind of a lighter weight body guy too. I I did I did I wasn't there when he weighed in. 156. 156. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's a lighter body weight guy as well, kind of pulling. So 203 you know. is a pretty big weight. Yeah. You know. Yep. Um, and then we had a two-way tie. We had Vinny Revelis and Claude Wilson at 213.56. Now, <clears throat> Claude is a newcomer. Um, and I know him and James had talked about what he would be starting at as far as his lifts go. And I feel like he could have, after the, his fourth attempt, he did all four attempts easily. So yeah. I don't know what his ceiling is as far as thick bar stuff goes, V-bar and crusher uh, when we get to that. But um, 213 for your first time touching the thing or first time in an, an event. I mean, that's that's not yeah. – bad at all um he was 242 and then um and then there was you you came in yeah. at 239 uh you failed 250 twice do you remember what happened there did it slip out yeah i mean i uh I, i'm not necessarily <clears throat> the greatest v-bar lifter in general when it comes to having your hand kind of uh i guess the flexibility in the wrist kind Different of motion, down yeah. yeah any v-bar whether it be like uh two inch uh, vertical handle, the solid V bar, little big horn. Um, the position's a little weird for me sometimes, but uh, the 239 felt solid. I mean, I pulled it up. It felt like a warm up, And then literally, I guess, you know, that 10 or 11 pound jump up to like the 250 mark. Um, those friction lifts, it just, you know, when it stops, it stops. And for that day, I mean, I think I had pulled upwards of 250 before in the past and stuff. So I was kind of looking to go a little higher, but uh, it kind of just kept slipping on me. And the more yeah. I tried to readjust and, and texture it, uh, it just wasn't there. So, you know, what, well, what, what can you do? I, I gave it a couple more attempts and then, you know, ended up putting 239 on the board. So, it, yeah. You know, and 239, I mean, yeah, 239 is a good lift too. You know, it's, you know, it's no slouch. And then um, we end up basically with uh, Hunter, you know, would, you know, I took second in that event. Hunter would take first, and Hunter just kind of ran up and ran away with this event. Um, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he did not fail on that he event. He topped out at a 285 or just over 285 pounds on yeah. that event. And that's his first competition, first time touching the thing, pulled 285. That was a strong lift. 
That was a really well. Two eighty-five. Yeah. He topped out at, but he didn't have any attempts after that. He didn't fail any of his events okay. or any of his lifts on yeah. that. So, had he gone up, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember. I'm trying to think back in my head how easy it was for him. I don't want to say it was easy, um, but I feel like he handled it pretty well. I, th- I think it. I think it moved pretty well, but it was also one of those that like. I, I don't yeah. know that not that you have to, cause you don't have to like hold it at the top or anything. It just has to meet the height requirement. But um, I, I think it was one of those where like, you got it up to height, but then it was one of those where you like, you know, you kind of want to write it down fairly quickly because you don't want it slipping <clears throat> out or, you know, getting away from you. That's right. But, uh, but yeah, no, that, that 285 um, was uh monstrous from him. So great lift. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So like I said, Hunter uh, Heath took that event with 285 pounds and pretty much, yep. you know, almost won by about a 50 pound margin over me on that one. Cause like I said, I, I missed the 250 and everything. Well, so and that, you were coming off of, uh, off a crusher. True. <clears throat> we're, we're kind of, I guess, slightly out of order, but yeah, that is um, true. But, 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 but that, you know, that taxed you too going into it. Um, um but yeah, so we could, we could cover the, the crusher next. I know, like I said, we kind of, uh, or, or did you want to go in a different order? I'm just going off of how no, the played out. Okay. This is fine. Yeah, we can go. We can go crusher. So yeah. So then, um, if, if we go two point five inch crusher, um, like I said, you can kind of give us a rundown of how that went. I can give my thoughts on it too. Um, yeah. You know, whenever you want. Um, crusher was crusher is like my favorite event these days. I just love the the handle, and I I've been making some progress on it because my goal lately has been the inch dumbbell. I've not gotten a, a full lift on it yet. And I, so I've been really training the crusher. I was disappointed. I, I really wanted to hit 175 at this event. Um, I ended up at 165 because I took a 10 pound jump, gotcha. but I picked, yeah. I mean, I lifted 165 easily in practice. I've gotten 178. Uh, but this particular day, it just wasn't, I, and I don't know if you remember it, but I kept slipping out right at the bar. Like it just yeah, kept yeah, it was very close. Yeah. Um, because I took, I went with two sixty or uh, one sixty five. My first attempt. No, hold on a or, minute. You you opened pretty high, if I remember right. Yes, one sixty five was my yeah. first attempt. So then I went to one seventy five for my next three and missed all three. Gotcha. Um, but with that event, we had actually this was the only event I believe where we had all th- all eleven competitors were in this event. So, um, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. That's a popular Um, one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, you definitely stole the show in that one. You took, you took first with 185, missed 190. Yeah. But I feel like it was a close miss, if I remember correctly. Uh, it, it, you got it off the ground. I moved it, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't coming up that day, but, and, and, and like I said, Hunter Heath, you know, who won the V-Bar event, um, he kind of pushed me up to that limit. Yeah. He, he, he attempted 190 but missed it, but he had That's right. jumped from 180 to 190, and I had kind of picked the jumps maybe a little smarter yeah. or taken my attempts a little bit. Because right. I basically had the 185 locked in with an extra attempt in the bag, and he basically went from 180 on his third attempt, I believe, and he either had to pull 190 to win the event, <laughs> And if he didn't pull 190, then I was going to win with 185, and I had an extra pull to kind of play with. That's so, right. So um, you were able to. Uh, I to do. I think that was just that was kind of a little bit of experience. I think just a, a little more experience than Hunter in picking the attempts and well, the jumps. And, and I and I think too, like you said, like Hunter, this was his first event, 
Mm-hmm. He didn't really have an idea where to start, where to go, because he started at 145. I'm laughing because I'm looking at this, and I'm like, he started at 145. Yeah, he opened kind of low for what his strength level would be. But like you said, you're, you are you don't really know, and you definitely don't want to open too high. And zero you out. don't – well, and in two, you don't know the handle. You don't know – there's a lot of variables in there you're just not mm-hmm. sure about. You know, for somebody like me, I knew exactly where I could open. I, it's my handle. I use it, you know, it's like, I, I know the hand, you know, I just know it. And, um, but for him, he started at 145 and then he went to, where was he? Uh, 165. And then he went to that 180 and all three of those, I feel like he got super easy, which is probably why he jumped to that 190. Cause yeah. he was like, you know, this is now I've got it. Now had he opened higher and 190 was his third attempt. Who knows? Um, yeah, whatever the case may be, he's, he's got some potential to do some crazy things. That's for sure. Yeah. Like I said, hopefully we'll see him stick with it. And, uh, like I said, I I think that was one. Yeah. I I took the event win on that, but I, I really think it just came down to a more competition experience. I, I think me and him on that specific handle for my honest assessment, we both are probably fairly similar strength on that event. I think mm-hmm. I just picked a little bit better attempts and a little more experience. It's yeah, kind of just it could what be. led to that. It could be. Yeah. And I, I think that's what it was. And for um, you, I think that was a PR, wasn't it? The 185? Uh, yeah, I had lifted 182 <clears> the year <throat> before. And what I was really shooting for was uh and granted Tim Butler the year before had done something crazy where he 188. Liked, he did 188, but he tripled it and it was a PR for him. So he literally took he a 180 did. PR and he just he like Bang, 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 just pulled it three times. Like he, he, he obviously landed the first. Yeah. He landed the first lift. And after he landed the first lift, he was kind of joking around, like, you know, he worked himself up for this big PR and he was like, that was kind of easy. And then he pulled it for two more reps. And it was like, I remember okay. that. Yeah. Tim just, Tim just did a triple, right? He so, does crazy um, things. He's strong. Tim, yeah, t- Tim's awesome. But that's, that's the number I had in my head because I knew Tim had lifted 188 and beat me last year. He did 188 and I did 182. So I was kind of gunning for that 188 mark that Tim did, even though he wasn't there this year. Um, I was still shooting for what he had beat me with last well, year. Well, because now, you know, it's the AG, 188 is the AGP record from 2022, and you're sitting there at second place. So now <laughs> that's going to have to be in your crosshairs. Like, that's going to be the, the – it, Yeah, it could be something I look at. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's what I had kind of in my head going, going into that event was I said I want to, you know, kind of outlift, one, what I did last year, but I – like to outlift what Tim did last year. And I, I came within three pounds and what w- was in the ballpark had a shot at 190 and just couldn't do it. So, right. um, pork yeah, chop I mean, came in at yeah. third with, uh, with 175. He missed 185 and then he scratched. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think by this point in the competition, he really, I think, um, he was looking for a big number on lever top. I know we'll get to that. Um, yeah. It didn't happen. And then getting to the crusher because pork chop can pull some, some huge weight on the crusher. Oh yeah. But again, I think on this particular one, he may have made a too big of a jump too early because I know where his potential is. He probably could have opened with 175, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he could have played around a little bit with his other attempts. Um but anyways, 175 is a huge lift on the crusher anyway. He picks up the inch every time he, he can touch it. So we know that that strength is there. I was next with 165. I believe I was next. Yep. Um, 
Vinny, Vinny Revelis ended up with a 155, which was a big lift, especially because he's uh, 180. He weighs 180, so that's a big lift for him. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody else kind of followed suit after that. So. And then um, I'm trying to remember because the lever top was in there somewhere first. Like I said, if we go by this list, we have the Euro above lever top. Um, did you want to cover the lever top? Just yeah. I mean, we kind of covered that just because uh, moving into the lever top, um, we have the current world record holder in James Rederitas. He was there refereeing, judging it. You know, it was at his his facility is where we hosted it or where you hosted it. I say we, I was just there competing. Um, But uh, but yeah, but James had like a little injury or something or just wasn't feeling quite right. And he didn't. didn't His elbow has been his elbow has been giving him fits uh, lately and. He tested it out early on, and he was like, "No, it's just, yeah. it's too tender, and it's not worth it because the lever top is really a lot of torque on your wrist. It pulls you in an awkward position. Yeah. It hurts your elbow. It's not a lift uh, you want to play around with. No, I mean, if, it, if you have an injury, it, you don't want to play around with it. No, because it could really make it affect everything, and like all your other lifts could be garbage after that. So." Um, no, but you know, and I for one was glad because I'm always the one who has to ref that event and I hate refing it. So <laughs> this time he was able to do that. So I was yeah. glad for that. And uh, we had six people total that did that event. So, and, and I would like to say, you know, you guys have kind of like you mentioned in the beginning, a kind of a strong arm wrestling base or a strong arm wrestling culture, you know, with James and everybody's background and stuff like that. So, um, this is one of those lifts that has a little bit more like pronation because the the stacks that's off to the side so it's trying to basically torque your arm in a way so it's not i mean it, there, there's a little bit of grip involved but it's almost more pronation and yes it's, uh, it, very it, it kind of is a arm wrestling it, it kind of suits arm wrestlers well because of that pronation and kind of being able to stay in that position yeah so that's it, exactly right yeah it's, it's, it's a little more of a uh, i don't say an arm wrestler lift but yeah you're, you're not really having to worry about your fingers or your thumb or anything holding on too much as much as that wrist strength. Right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I had six guys do that and we had two lifts over a hundred pounds, um, which is still a great mark for that, that implement. Yeah. So the, um, the thing about the lever top, especially mm-hmm. with, with new guys, when they come in on it, uh, you, you have to get, you have to grip it in such a way that your forearm is parallel to the ground. So your forearm could never, get up too high or too low it has mm-hmm. to stay parallel and then it has to clear the the crossbar and what people tend to do when they're starting out on it and they're not familiar with it is they they're they think they can get a lot of weight on it because they're they're bending their arm this way and taking it up instead of keeping their arm parallel and yeah. when you show them the right technique and they're doing it parallel they can't touch the weight like the weight doesn't go yeah. anywhere um, so when you look at these results or when anybody looking at these results sees, um, Mike Bianchi win the event at 104 pounds, well, think about it like this, F- um, f- five years ago, prior to our first AGP, the world record was just over 103 pounds. Yeah, so the so world record. Yeah. This would have been a world record. Now, uh, 
James obviously broke the record that year. I think he ended up somewhere, I don't remember. It was like 111 pounds or something the first year that he broke it. So he broke the record by about seven or eight pounds. Then, Just, Do you happen to remember what it's at now, the current record for that list? It's 121. 121 okay. and change. Okay, I know um, it's just a little over 120. Yeah. In fact, let me I'm gonna be accurate here because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you oh, exactly. You're yeah, you're fine. Um, but yeah, so I mean th that uh that you know Mike pulled 104 on it, and like you said, that you know, a few years back before James got to it, <clears> that would have been good enough for a world record. Um, I remember when James but, started training the event. This was a while ago, this was well before our first event. And um, the world record at that point was like 90-something pounds. David Horn had the record. David Horn yeah. is one of those other just strong all-around guys that's just great mm -hmm. at everything. And um, But I remember Bob, James first touching that, that lever top at Bob's house because Bob had a lot of the horn tops. And that's when he was like, wow, this is something I feel like I could get pretty good at. You know, and of course, the more he trained with, he did, he excelled. The disappointing thing at this particular event was um, Pork Chop. Pork Chop's prior best was 105. So Pork Chop right now is number two in the world uh, okay. in Lever Top. So you got James, Pork Chop. Now you got Mike in third, and then David Horn uh, right after Mike. So we got three pickup artists like right there on on the. But again, we 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 hold the event, you know, yearly. I really contested. Yeah. If you look at the the um, rankings, you won't see anything other than AGP for you know years because it's just not contested anywhere else. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, hopefully it is. Um, again, Cody Ward is a is a guy who's been really making strides. He got a PR with one hundred one point eight, which is huge. Um, yeah. It's just huge. I ended up. I got. I think my first attempt was seventy. My first attempt was seventy two. And then I scratched out because it just hurt. I was like, you know what? This it's not worth it to me. My second event to screw my elbow up. Um, I got eighty three last year or something, and uh, mm -hmm. that was my that's my best. But um, I was like, no, I'm not gonna kind of force this one. But really, even Hunter Heath coming in at seventy seven pounds on lever top, first time touching the thing. That's and it was perfect form. It wasn't like he was cheat you know cheating it or anything he was yeah he he's gonna be a natural but 77 pounds a lot oh um, yeah he, yeah <clears throat> and then like i said that kind of covers that and then like we really have one event left which would be the one hand pinch for the euro yes and uh do you do you i mean is there anything you want to add on this i have i have one thing i would like to add or if you wanted to mention it was uh i want to say during this event uh, Vinny Revelis went to uh, get coffee. Yes. In the middle of the event, he chose to go get a coffee for some reason. And even James was telling him like, Hey, I got coffee here. Like just drink the coffee here. And they're like, no, they no. needed so Starbucks. He, yeah. yeah so, they so, needed so, their so they Starbucks. got in the car and they took off and they went to, uh, you know, get their coffee. And then we're kind of warming up, you know, getting, getting up in numbers. And uh, we start hearing like this yelling out in the parking lot or just loud talking. Right. And it's like, what's going on? And, uh, <clears throat> Vinny had spilled coffee on himself and burnt his hand. Yes. So, so he burnt yes. his hand with coffee that he got. And then at some point, I, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to ruin the story, but I don't know if it was his top lift. I think it was his top lift, but he came in with this uh, burnt hand that he had spilled coffee on. And he 
pulled 83 pounds or he had pulled something close to one of those attempts and he had just burned his hand and he like came in with the burnt hand and like took a bite out of a sandwich at some point while he was doing the lift. He had a sandwich. He had a sandwich. Am I remembering that right? You and are. Like, he did. It was, he had a sandwich. But, but it was like the it was like one of the funniest moments of the competition because we're like, okay, did he just burn himself with coffee? Right. And come in and take the attempt. And, now, and then like he had a sandwich in his other hand while he was lifting. It was like he did. It, it, it was, was like, surreal. It was pretty hilarious. Were but. we watching it? Like, like it, yeah, because <laughs> again, you're right. Like, I just remember hearing all this hooting and hollering, and I was like, what the hell are you guys doing out there? And I and he's doing like this because he's I spilled my coffee or da da da. He spilled his whole co- his whole point of going anywhere was to get a cup of coffee. He spilled the whole thing when he got back. He burned his hand, <laughs> which was a yeah. pretty significant burn, I remember. And yeah. I was like, how, you know, how's this gonna end up? But yeah, he did. He came up there with a sandwich in his hand, and uh, and he and he got the lift. It was eighty three pounds. He got the lift. Yeah. And then I think on his next um, attempt, he missed ninety, and then he scratched at the end there. Which honestly, being through a traumatic event that he was, uh, that's not a bad, uh, not a no, bad day. Eighty-three pounds, uh, pounds on a pinch lift is, uh, is 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 pretty solid, no matter what device you're on. I mean, it, you start talking yeah. pinching and friction lifts and stuff. I mean, 80, 83 pounds a good lift. Well, um, and honestly, that particular euro didn't feel that good. Like the texture wasn't good. That's why your number really impressed me because, um, you know how those euros. This one doesn't have the seasoning that I wish it did, like where it's like gritty or, you know, yeah. it, it's really, it doesn't, I guess, I don't know. I, I, it just hasn't gotten to that point. I, I don't know why I've had it for years, but, um, you know, the more I chalk it and everything else, it just doesn't feel good. So when we look at these numbers, I'm like, man, the numbers weren't bad overall. No, like no, it was, think, uh, yeah. Vinny and myself ended up with 83. Hunter Heath was at 80 again, first time lifter there. Um, uh, Claude was at 71. He failed at 75. But you with 100.1, that was a huge lift. Uh, Robert Miller ended up with a 95. He missed 100.1. But the thing is, he tore his webbing on that 95. So when he came in at that 100.1 and he got it off the ground and he couldn't clear it, uh, I know that really got him. It pissed him off. Oh man, and uh, and, and I have to give a shout out to uh, to Robert. Now, if anybody's not familiar with Robert, um, I forget what his tag name is. Like on Instagram, it has something to do with the Hammer Man or being something about you know because because he because he, oh. he loves levering the hammers and stuff like that. Yes. So Robert is good at levering hammers and things of that nature. Yes. Robert has competed in a ton of different strength sports and everything else, but I. I want to give a shout out to Robert specifically, because like I said, he, he pushed me up to a hundred pounds on this event. I mean, I had to lift a hundred pounds on the Euro to beat him because he, yeah. he lifted 95 and he had a shot at a hundred. Um, so Robert is one of those guys that whenever he's at an event that I'm at, he's always really fun to lift with because we've always pushed each other back and forth. And yeah. uh, he's just really strong. And as you mentioned in the beginning of the episode, he's very well-rounded. So yes. Robert is going to hang tough on almost any and every event. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, and if you go back and look at a lot of these uh, different GSI lifts, if you look, you know, you go down the list a little ways and you look around, you'll you'll see Robert's name kind of scattered throughout all these different lifts and stuff. He's he's been yeah. around, he's been doing it for a while, and uh, he's also done a lot of good steel bending. Um, and if anybody hasn't seen Robert Miller, um, 
Ben Steele or do some of these lifts like I'm talking about. I think he was on an episode of Beyond the Bend. So the the bending podcast, Beyond the Bend. Yes, he was. Yes, Robert, he was. Robert Miller was featured on there. So he was talking about more steel bending than he was grip in that episode. But um, yeah, yeah, from steel bending to good lifts, um, Robert is a guy that's just, just somebody that I respect and somebody that's always showed up and pulled really good numbers. So um, yep. this, this time I was fortunate enough to kind of get that five pound edge and, you know, kind of pick the jumps a little bit and it paid off. Had I missed that 100 pounds, Right. I, you know, I, I would have had to, you know, probably would have been in trouble and it would have been Robert's, uh, Robert's win. So that was a little bit of a gamble on right. my part. Um, yeah. the one thing I will add with me hitting the hundred pounds that threw me off was, uh, I did it with my, technically my, my weaker hand for that, that width of pinch. Usually my left okay. hand does better on a, on a wide pinch and my right hand is kind of my go-to. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know if it was competing the weekend before or if it was just the crusher and other implements leading up to that point, but I, I was like pulling with my left hand kind of back and forth with my right. And yeah. I was thinking, well, if I can lift it with my left or if I even halfway break it off the ground with my left, my right's going to launch it because for plate pinching or anything that's a little more narrower, my right hand is usually just a little bit stronger. And uh, I went to pull on that hundred pounds with my right hand thinking it was going to be a give me and it didn't move. And I was oh, like, wow. Oh, no, I didn't I even like, notice. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, we're, we're, we're in trouble now because uh, it didn't move like I thought it would. And then I switched right back to the left and the left just nailed the lift. And I was like, that's hmm, funny. Yeah, it, it's weird like that sometimes. So it, yeah. it happened that way. But yeah, my, my strong hand kind of failed me. Um, but uh, like I said, Robert pushed me to the limit on that one. And I want to bring up one last thing on that is I hit 100 pounds, which put me like right behind Andrew Durney at. For and they, these are old lists we're talking about. Like this is Andrew in 2012 or something, whatever. But it's but still Andrew. It, yeah. It, so <laughs> when you guys check the list for the Euro in the moment, because I still had two attempts left after my hundred. So even if I had missed a hundred, I still could have rechalked and had two times to come back and maybe still get it. So it, I had some wiggle room, I guess you could say. But I made the jump to 105 after that for my next two attempts, and uh, man we were kind of talking about the list, like where would that put me? And for what it's worth in the 105 kg class, I, if I did, if I did one Oh five, that would have jumped uh, Jed Johnson, Adam glass and Andrew Durney at. So I was like, man, I got to pull this one Oh five. I got to do it. Wow. And uh, I, I had two shots at it and I, I missed both. I barely even, I don't know if I even just slid it across the floor. It didn't really come up. There was wow. no good air, but yeah, so I, I have no problem being a little bit behind those guys on the list, but that was kind uh, of yeah, like, that, that pretty was, good company. That, that was kind of my motivation to hit that 105 in the moment when I was looking right. at it. I was like, man, you know, if I can kind of, you know, pass these guys up or what they did before, that would be kind of a cool benchmark. And uh, I, like I said, I'm right behind that. Just couldn't do it on that day. So right, uh, that 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 kind of wraps up the Euro on that. Um, and I would like to go into, like I said, with the event kind of being wrapped up with those things. Um, I. Like I said, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this portion, Jason, because yeah. you guys score it by the three, you know, your three placings. So technically for the crusher, I took a first for the Euro. I took a first and then I took second to Hunter on V bar. So that gave me the overall win technically, right. but I, I'm not too concerned with that, with the way this is split up and everything. So I, I don't want to like talk about myself, um, but that did give me the event win. What I would like to move on to though, or not the event win, but the overall win, whatever. But what I would like to talk about is uh, kind of your guys, um, the prizes that you had for everybody and kind of like, I guess, like the sponsors or just the stuff that yeah. you handed out. Because 
you have these really cool like custom um if anybody's familiar with like regular like wooden plaques and stuff um you guys have somebody that like wood burns like how you can yeah. wood burn and draw and do stuff like that like yeah. art you know with wood um and they they draw out whoever who who, who does the trophies for that by the way just for a shout so out. my one of my friends his father mm-hmm. his father jeff harbin his name is he um he he would burn like it's a hobby of his you know he's yeah. retired so he just does some wood burning and uh, it's funny with the awards i'm glad you brought that up because when the event when we first started this back in 2018 and 19 we would get a lot of giveaways people would like jed would send us dvds and mm-hmm. we'd get shirts and we would get um Josh Henze, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he he would weld us. He makes all kinds of cool grip tools, and so we would get all these things, and we would do like like a you know a a lot of grip competitions will do giveaways with the mm-hmm. um, you know whatever the the implements are that they're giving away. Um, so we did that for a few years, and then I was like, well, oh, and then Use Gym Store is where we used to hold the event every year. And they always sponsor us. So they always give us first, second, and third place, even though we don't technically place first, second. I mean, we didn't start out doing that. They actually started providing us the gift cards for that. And then an overall, um, which is great. And they've done it ever since. Um, So we have a really good partnership with used gym store and then uh, the wood burning. So he, he, it was a hobby of his. And so one day I just floated it to him. I said, Hey, would you be interested in just, you know, burning some awards for us? And uh, it would just be for the champion, you know, cause I think it's kind of neat to have a date, you know, like a, an yeah. event with like a, a plaque basically that you can have up and it's just, it's cool. And it looks cool in a gym and whatever else. And yeah. it's, uh, it's meaningful, I think. And it's meaningful for several ways. It's personal. You know, you got somebody who you who you like and trust who created it for you with their hands and mm-hmm. then you win it. And when you win something like that, I feel like it's more meaningful, too. Um, yeah, and, and, and I would add to that that like, you know, yeah, you know, people like medals and people like trophies or they like plaques, whatever. But at the same time, it's like it's not so much about the trophy or the plaque or whatever it may be as much as it is, is like you said, you kind of look at that date or you look at that thing and you almost go back in time and kind of, uh, kind of relive the moment or think about the competition. You think about yeah. that day, you think about the lifts and, and it's more about the people. That's um, right. It, yeah. Is how I kind of feel about it. So. And that's exact. And I'm glad, yeah, I'm really glad you said that because that's really the purpose behind our event. I think I told you I'm, I am not a proponent of charging for our event. I, in fact, for three years, we didn't charge anything mm-hmm. for it, or four might have been four years. We started, uh, you know, I well, I've decided, okay, we'll do $10 because $10 yeah. from every competitor will be enough to give a nice gift to the people who've helped us out. I don't, yeah. I'm not making money. I don't like, yeah, I'm not, ma- I just want to go and have a good time and have a couple of laughs and maybe some PRs. But mostly I want to see other people succeed and I want to, um, mm-hmm. you know, have a memorable experience. And I, I can say that we've had every event we've had, I've had something huge and memorable uh, that I can remember. You know, a few years back, you wouldn't have been. No, you wouldn't have been at it because you were at last year was your first one. Mm-hmm. But a few years ago, I went to cert on the red nail oh, and we yeah. do certs at the beginning of the and um, 
at the time I was crushing reds. I was doing, my goal was to do three reds in less than 45 seconds. Cause that's what I was doing. I was melting them. And, um, so the, 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 the day of the competition and unfortunately this is why this particular one is etched in my mind because everybody was around and I couldn't, I couldn't budge the thing. Couldn't budge. Really? And I don't know if it's because it was my nerves. Cause I mean, I've done these bends like in my sleep, couldn't yeah. budge it. And I just drained everything out of my body and I couldn't bend the damn things. But unfortunately I never got the cert and I, because I wanted to get all three. I wasn't going to do it unless I got all three. I probably could have got certed two years before that just yeah. doing one nail, but I wanted to do all three. And, um, and then they changed the rules after that. So now it, it's not, you know, I'm not really going to anymore, but, um, yeah. Each one is memorable for its own reason. That one was not a very good reason. Um, but these last few have been really good. We've had such good competition and and good strength, you know, strong guys coming out. And hopefully we continue to get more interest at the event. And uh, with that being said, you know, kind of hosting these events, um, th th we were recapping AGP5. Um but there's other events that like you or James or somebody else will host. I mean, you guys have even had like steel bending competitions specifically, right? Um, where it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know it's, what? <clears throat> yeah. In fact, um, in, did, you didn't come out to that, did you? In April or what year, what month was it? It was like April or May. I, I, I never came out for a bending thing. Um, okay. So well, I, I, Gary, yeah. James hosted this bending event at his place and I want to say it was in the spring. It was like April or May. It was a. It was called the North Carolina State Bending, Breaking, and Tearing Competition, mm -hmm. where you had to bend steel. You had um, so you had steel bars like mid-range bars, long bars, short bars, um, and then you had to break chains from a board, and then you had to tear cards however yeah. many cards you could i mean it was taxing on your hands oh, yeah. but what a cool event and i don't know if he'll hold it again it wasn't this year it was was it i don't know i can't remember at any rate <laughs> that's, all right. that's all right man at any rate it was pretty awesome but what's coming up that's james, what i was gonna say is uh yeah james has a competition coming up and james, it's in that yeah, same area so <clears throat> so james is holding an event coming up here in um in November, November 4th yep. called hands of stone. Uh, and if you're, if anybody is a uh, follower of James on his Instagram page, it's called hands of stone. He's professor crowbar. That's his, um, his handle, but the, the events are going to be double overhand axle mm -hmm. V bar, and then a farmer's hold, which is going to be a really cool event. And, that, and that's for time on the farmer's hold is a certain weight for it. It is. Yeah. It's for time. Okay. It's for time. Um, I believe it's for time and weight. So we're going to be, yeah. you're going to be going up in increment, you know, and it's going to be one of those. I, I think what he said was he's, it's going to be kind of similar to like what you would do on a silver bullet. Yeah. The heavier the weight, the Yeah. So um, that big, should be. Yeah. The big, the bigger weight will trump any time at a smaller weight. But if you but if you end up at the same weight, then the longer time prevails. But there's a caveat to it, and I don't I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but I want to say it has yeah. to be a 50 pound jump. Okay. 
I'll have to go back and relook at it, but I do know the axle is going to draw some strong people in because um, the axle always draws strong people. And we had yeah. Jake Fuller out. Did you know Jake Fuller? Um, I, I, I know of him. Um, I don't think I've ever actually met him in person, but yeah, no, he's a strong guy. Yeah, we actually had an event, uh, our AGP a few years ago, we had the two-hand axle and we had the Rolling Thunder too. Um, and in that particular event, the um, Tom McClure, you know Tom McClure? Uh, yeah, I know, I, know, I know Tom, yep. So Tom pulled 430 on it and then um, Jake was over 400 pounds too on the axle, which is just insane. Yeah, I mean, big, those, are, big pulls. those are heavy weights. So... Um, and Tom was supposed to come out to this event. I wish he had because um, he's he's super strong and he pulled two seventy nine on the V bar a couple years ago when we when we held it. So if he comes to this event, I know his numbers will be big. I'm sure Heath uh, will pull big numbers because he loves the axle and thick bar stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, but again, hands of stone on November November fourth, and it'll be at Empower House in Cornelius. But um, I've also went ahead and posted it on the grip board. And mm -hmm. I'm going to start a Facebook group, I believe, for it as well. So Okay. So, yeah, really if, cool. if, uh, if anybody needs to get in contact with Jason or check this event out on the grip board, you can look under the yeah. contest tabs on the grip board. Um, I know that might be a little old school for some people, and not everybody checks that out. Like he mentioned, um, James Redaritas is hosting the, uh, hosting the competition, and that's at Professor Crowbar on Instagram. Most people will know James for the, the big curls, like we said, lever top world. Right. James has been kind of a staple in the grip community. People know him. So um, yeah, that that's going to be hosted in Cornelius, North Carolina. And right. uh, if anybody, you know, hears this and is remotely close or wants to make that trip, there is a axle deadlift, the V bar and a timed hold that goes up in weight to some, you know, whatever capacity for a, uh, for a farmer's hold. So and I, if I get a hold of that link, I'll post it in the comments. Once this video is up, I'll post okay. the yeah. link so in that, the comments. Jason, uh, because that's, the, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, the 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 actual farmer's handles are thick too. They're uh, they're mm -hmm. not thick like two inches, but they're like over an in, they're inch and change. So they're gotcha. You know, yeah, they're they're fun. They're fun. Uh, did you grab hold of them when you were there the other day? I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even see them. So I, oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, because yeah, I think they were off to the side. But they're they're beastly. Yeah. But yeah. So no, that, that sounds like it should be a pretty fun event for anybody yeah. that wants to check it out. And like I said, I, when we do these recaps, not only do I want to recap what's been done at a competition, um, you know, give the lifters credit, give the lifters coverage. I, I want to kind of put out future competitions and stuff like yeah. that, so that people, you know, hey, I can't. I, there's no competitions around me. I don't know where to go. And it's like maybe by some chance this will start becoming a little bit of a resource for people to, you know, get contest results or find out where new competitions are going to be popping up at. Um, yeah. But there, there's numerous other places as well. So it, this isn't the only place um, just trying to help out a little bit where we can. Absolutely. Um, so uh, Jason, man, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, I, I thank you for taking the time and uh, yeah, it's just fun. Like I said, yeah, just giving a good recap, giving credit to the lifters and um like I said, I'm sure I'll be seeing you at other competitions and stuff like that. We're in the same state. I'm a, a little bit of a drive, but nothing too bad. So I'll yeah, I'll be back out that way again. And uh, just like I said, yeah, thanks, thanks for doing the show, doing the rundown with me, and yeah, uh, man, you know, kind of putting the athletes first and just creating competitions and um, just running a professional competition and creating competitions that people want to travel to and people want to 
want to be at. So yeah, and thanks, thanks for, for having this have, having this show because it really is um, just it's great to listen to you know the different perspectives. You, know, you had Jed on last week, and that was just really cool to hear him talk about past events and a lot of folks that I'm familiar with and that I've met. And then prior to that, you had Adam Glass, which was just an awesome perspective. Two very different shows, but mm -hmm. both were um, were riveting. Both are really strong guys. Adam Glass, actually, his videos are the ones that got me tearing cards. Um, okay. He, he got really, he's got really good uh, technical advice on those. So anyways, your show, your show is great. And um, I look forward to it every week. Well, man, th th thanks for that. And like I said, I plan on uh, keeping them rolling out. So uh, I'm going to yeah, try man. to keep up the best I can and keep covering stuff. And like I said, kind of keeping uh, the interviews and stuff in, you know, I, I don't want it to be the same old, same, like you said, different interviews, different people got some different stuff in the works. I'm kind of working on for it, but uh, yeah. The, re the recaps and the interviews are going to stay in the mix and uh, plan on adding a few other aspects here and there with some different episodes and maybe, you know, branching out a little bit. But uh, other than that, yeah, it'll, the, the show is going to be consistent. Um, I have no intentions of stopping it or it fading off or anything. And I think with the, the way that it's set up, it should be able to continue and probably not get too boring. Um, <laughs> hopefully no. not, but uh but yeah, especially for people that like grip, you know, I, I understand if someone's not into grip and you don't like it, well, okay, well, you know, don't watch it. But if you're into right. grip, um, there's probably something to be picked up from a lot of these people that we're talking to or talking about. And um, if you're at competitions, it's nice to hear someone discuss your lifts or break down your performance because that hasn't happened a whole lot in the past. So um, right. that, that that's kind of how I guess I'll end with it. But, you know, thanks. Thanks for, you know, not only doing this show, but watching the others and kind of putting that out there and, and oh, uh, yeah. stuff yeah. like that, man. So, uh, yeah, Jason, um, I'll, like I said, with that, I mean, I'll let you go and I'll, I'll see you sometime uh, whenever we lift again or whenever we do another sounds, competition. All right. Sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. Yep. I'll see you, man. Take care, man.